1: how are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook, as always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, hopefully, you hit on a few of your uh, prop bets at PlayAlberta.ca yesterday while well, uh, staying within your limits. All right. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And of course, uh, the Super Bowl is now over, but uh, your focus will uh, turn to, of course, the NHL, the NBA. PlayAlberta.ca, you have uh, golf. Nick Taylor, baby. we got lots to talk about on the show. Uh, you can always get involved. You can text us, 833-401-1440 in our uh, Ewell inbox, 833-401-1440. The uh, Oilers uh, uh, split the weekend, defeated the Ducks as many expected, and then uh, got blanked by the uh, Los Angeles Kings. A little bit of an offensive Outage lately for the Edmonton owners. So we'll get into some of their uh, offensive numbers. But, um, you know, LA is a tough team if, if you get behind them. The owners did come back once early this year when they were down two. Cobb was unlikely it was going to happen. Again, uh, their power play couldn't get them. And they had opportunities, but their power play could not come through with the key goal. They had some chances, missed the net on some of their best chances, overpassed on some of their best chances. And uh, David Riddich did make a few key saves, probably his best one on uh, Corey Perry. So uh, the Orders uh, come home now only for one game. This is kind of like a a pit stop on a seven-game road trip because they had three games on the road. You come home for one, and then you go back out on the road. And uh, they play St. Louis, who's been very good as of late, Dallas on Saturday afternoon, and then next Monday, family day, afternoon affair against the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, the Orders... Uh, they're in a stretch here where they're going to play a few more competitive teams, and I think that could be a good thing. Like, the owners aren't playing poor by any stretch of imagination. I still think they should have beat Vegas. But uh, you get behind L.A., and it's it's tough. Uh, it was one of those nights. Uh, Connor McDavid might have mishandled the puck more in that game than I'd seen him mishandle the puck in a month. It was just kind of uh, one of those oddities uh, that you don't see. So we'll touch a lot about that. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think uh, we can all agree they're a dynasty. Three rings in five years, four trips to the Super Bowl in a five-year span. Uh, only the Patriots have uh, have won three in five years. They actually won three and four. No team has ever won back to back to back Super Bowls, and uh, the Chiefs. Hey, that's what uh, that's what their focus will be, and be hard to count them out. I, I'm sure when the season begins, they will probably be the Super Bowl favorite. They've earned it. As they should. Uh, second straight Super Bowl, they're down 10, they come back and win. And crazy, uh, virtually the same play uh, drawn up to beat the Eagles to uh, cement it away against the 49ers. Uh, Herdman, uh, the as he what did he say? I blacked out uh, right after he caught the ball. Why not? It's, uh, it's classic. I, I would think that would be a pretty emotional moment for you at, at that time. Uh, Chiefs defense, can't overlook them. The uh, 49ers had three consecutive three and outs. You know how hard it is to be three and out, three consecutive drives in the NFL? Hard. But happened in the Super Bowl. Talk about uh wrong time to do it if you're the 49ers. But uh, the Chiefs, full marks. Now, they'll have some changes. You know, Chris Jones is a UFA, uh, pending unrestricted free agent. Snead, like, I think they really got to re-sign him. You'd love to get Jones, but the truth is when Patrick Mahomes makes that much and he's worth it, you're going to miss some other guys. But the truth in the NFL, if you have a legit quarterback, like a superstar, then you got a chance. It's unlike any other sport. You can have a superstar in hockey. doesn't guarantee you success. Like when people say, oh, goaltending is more important than a quarterback. Mm, I strongly disagree. Which goalies? In the last how many in the last in the two thousands even. Having goalies that can win three and five. Now Vasilevsky did win two, so he's close. It's one. But that's it. Right? You you have to have good teams in the NHL more than just one good position. And you know, we've seen teams lately have goaltenders come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they win. You you don't have a team win the Super Bowl with a starting quarterback that comes out of nowhere. Right now, Tom Brady's first year, maybe. But if you go back to his first Super Bowl, their defense won that championship. Young guy. But, you know, unless you're going to go back to who, Connor? Trent Dilfer. Right. As far as maybe like a non-dominant quarterback. Otherwise, you got Eli Manning. You have Peyton Manning. You have Ben Roethlisberger. You have Tom Brady. You have Drew Brees. You have Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts, like you got to have a pretty legit quarterback
3: if you want to win. Yeah, I mean, I got you. And would Hurts think didn't a, even win. What am I saying? Yeah, Nick Foles, yes. I mean, Nick Foles won with Philly. Brad Johnson with the Buccaneers, good player, great offense, unbelievable defense. Yeah, if you are not going to be an elite, elite quarterback in the NFL to win a Super Bowl, you need that elite championship defense. And I mean, the the Chiefs might have both. They might have that elite quarterback and the elite defense. Uh, Gregor Steve Spagnolo, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Are we are we not are we sleeping on this guy a little bit? Like, should he be getting more looks as a potential head coach for what he's been able to do with this group? Like, I know it went bad with the Rams a decade ago, but I, maybe he's content being a DC. But I, I wonder if he should get a little bit more consideration.
1: Or other guys are just you know what? He's a great defensive mind. Maybe he doesn't have the offense. Yeah, right. Because it's it's funny in football, like teams with a defensive minded head coach rarely win. Right, you kind of need a guy who's a really good. Now, it doesn't mean that you know Bill Belichick obviously understood defense, no question about it. But you know, like you see it in the NFL when guys get hired who are more defensive-minded coaches, they don't seem to have as much success. Because I think if you're a good offensive-minded head coach, you can go out and find a good DC. It's hard to find a good, and then if you're the head coach, unless you have like an elite offense coordinator, like many people, oh Eric Bieniemy, he was the reason why. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I think the proof's in the pudding that it wasn't him. Not that he was irrelevant, but he wasn't nearly as valuable as some tried to make him out to be.
3: Is that fair? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I thought you know, going back to the previous OC of the KC Chiefs before Eric Bieniemy, uh, gentleman who went to the Chicago Bears. Didn't work out too well, did it? Uh, you look at the the coordinators under Matt Nagy for the Green Bay Packers, Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach, didn't work out. I think sometimes uh, a coordinator is a product of the head coach, more so on the offensive side. When you have an, a Reed or a Nagy as the head coach, the O.C. probably not quite as important.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's big news. We'll get to that. Also, Nick Taylor. So we were at first round uh, watching the game uh, on Sunday, and of course, the first round, they got a lot of TV, so they had the TV for the NFL. And then you had, uh, multiple screens on for, uh, for Nick Taylor in the final few holes at, well, not the final few holes. They played the whole, uh, Sunday match. And, uh, Nick Taylor's down three shots with four holes to go. Birdies, 15, 16, and 18 to tie after, uh, Charlie Huffman had made an absolutely ridiculous, um, eagle. Right to go from minus 19 to minus 21. So they go to the extra hole. They play the 18 once. They both birdie. They play it again. Taylor birdie. So that's three consecutive birdies. He essentially birdied five of the last six holes to win. That is clutch, man. That that was entertaining. Honestly, that was more entertaining than the first half of the Super Bowl. Let's call it Spader Spader. The first half was not anything uh, to write home about. But uh, Nick Taylor, what a performance. And uh, if you're a golf fan... I don't see how you couldn't have been entertained by that, man. I was watching. I was just like, this is awesome. I love it. Like Nick Taylor, after what he did at the, uh, the Canadian Open last year, uh, he, he's a guy right now that's on the top of the list of guys I root for, cons. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. So uh Mark Zucchino will join us from uh, Golf Talk Canada. Uh to talk about that uh a little bit later on. We have uh Matt Verneram will uh, join us, recap the uh, Super Bowl. And you can already look forward, of course, to to the offseason. You know, who are some of the big names we might see on the move? Uh probably the best question, Connor. Who's going to be the most overhyped free agent? <laughs> who's the one that's gonna get all the big money and it ain't living up to it?
3: Oh, there will be plenty of them, I'm sure. After a couple of years, they'll be finding new homes. I've got fears that the Chiefs are going to reload at the wide receiver position, Gregor, and I don't like it.
1: Now, I haven't even looked, to be honest. I haven't looked at any. Who are the free agents available? T.
3: Higgins would be available, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. Now, do they have money for any of them? Well, they're going to reconstruct Mahomes' contract, apparently. So uh, who knows? They might be able to find a way. If they lose Chris Jones, if that's to happen, they'll have some money to spend. Yeah. Um, he's going to be someone they're definitely going to want to retain. It's going to be interesting. Uh, there, there's a few guys out there, and they're going to get overpaid. That's just the way free agency yeah, always yeah. seems to work. And then they'll probably be looking for a new team within the next two years. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be, though.
1: Yeah, Well, we'll talk to uh, Matt about that. Uh, Spec will be by Kevin Woodley. We'll talk some uh, goaltending. Uh, you look at the order goaltender. Hey, Alex Lyon uh, for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Man, he helped Florida get to the postseason last year, it was great down the stretch. Then obviously, Bobrovsky took over in the playoffs. But Alex Lyon, you look at his numbers. He has started 22 games for Detroit. He has a 921 save percentage. Then he missed December and Detroit went in the ditch. He got injured. They went more with Huso and Reimer. Those guys have started 28 games this year. So 21 games for Alex Lyon, 921 save percentage. 28 starts for the other two, 893. Exact same team. What's changed? The goalie. So uh, Alex Lyon, uh, we'll get a breakdown from him uh, on Woodley. Also, uh, St. Louis is rolling since their coaching change. Uh, Dallas Stars, same thing. So uh, a good test of some goalies that uh, the orders and the fans haven't seen in quite some time this week. Uh, Speck will be by. We've got the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Uh, Kevin Carrey's host of the Kevin Carey Show will uh, join us in the uh, first hour today to, uh, to break down uh, everything. We'll, we'll also uh, recap his perfect season you want to talk about things that are hard to uh, that might never be matched. I'm telling you that might never be matched. So uh we'll talk about all that. We got a lot of text to get to 833-401-1440. And we also, of course, I think we got to discuss it. The uh, the Ottawa-Toronto end of the game. First of all, I'm just going to come out and say it. I have no issue with it. Okay, Ridley Greg, you want to be a little bit of a rat? I love it. When he wound up for the clapper, I'm like, okay, it's coming. you knew it was coming. Anybody in their right mind is not paying attention. If you think in a rivalry game, you come in and you have it all the way from center and you wind up with a clapper from eight feet out and you think that the other team isn't uh, going to do something, you're fooling yourself. Now, you can try to say, well, they shouldn't do it. Well, you can say it. But guess what? That's not the reality in emotionally charged professional sports. Okay? It just isn't. I liked everything about Morgan Riley except where he placed a stick. Dumb. No question. Right? But also Ridley Gregg went down like he was shot. That was not that vicious of a cross check. Let's call a spade a spade. It's stupidly placed and he's going to get suspended. But let, let's not act like this was... People are trying to compare this to Dale Hunter. Are you Are you serious right now? They're not even close. Not even close. Dale Hunter would have spit out and chewed Morgan Riley for breakfast before he even got out of bed. They're not even the same player, not even the same play, not even close. Please don't do that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now... The league's going to suspend Morgan Riley because, they're well, we don't want to. Let's be honest. They're going to suspend him because they don't want too much emotion in the game. Point blank. That's why they're doing it. Point blank. Because Morgan Riley, he could have went after him, and he doesn't cross. Track. It's probably nothing happens. Right? The only thing I didn't like, I don't like divers. Ridley Gregg went down like he shot. It's almost like he's been watching his teammate, who's become the biggest diver in the league, in Tim Sutzel. Sutzel's a heck of a young player. But my goodness, he is flopping all over. He's like a fish. Every time he gets hit, ooh, I'm down. Oh, all the time. It's brutal. Sheldon Keefe, <laughs> I don't disagree with him. If you watch that game. But I lo- like, we need more of it. You got people in Edmonton that know about it. You probably didn't watch the game. Maybe you're not watching every game. You can't have 1,312 regular season games that are vanilla and think that it's going to grow your game. It's not. I'm sorry, it isn't. You need a little controversy. Okay, anybody who who disagrees with that isn't paying attention to what matters, right? Can't have 1,300 everybody's well-behaved because that's not reality. And the thing is, what Morgan Riley did is not nearly as egregious as what Brendan Gallagher did. Right? Look at Brendan Gallagher. Elbows a guy straight to the head. We know that the elbow is more dangerous. To a guy with concussion issues. Ridley Gregg looked. He knew it was coming. He looked right at him. What did he think he was going to say? Hey, buddy, nice shot. Get the hell out of here. But holy cow, like, I am so tired of the... Because trust me, all those people expose themselves. We all know who you are now, which is good. Because now I know, like you got people in Ottawa trying to, oh, there's nothing wrong with what he did. Give me a break. Now you can say you didn't mind it. Well, he should be able to shoot the puck in the net all he wants. That's a falsehood and you know it. Okay? You know it. There's certain things you don't do in a heated rival. Everybody knows that just in real life. That's how it is. But I love it. I have no, like, if, if I'm an Ottawa fan, I'm loving it. I'm not going to be the Ottawa fan that who's like, Oh, Morgan Riley should be suspended forever. No. Just be like, Hey, we got a rat on our team and rats are great when they're on your team. That's just a fact. Oiler fans, you know it. You might know it better than anyone. Zach Cassian hated him when he was on the other team. Loved him when he was on your team. Evander Kane didn't like him that. Now there's some people that don't like Kane because evidently they don't think he works hard enough all the time. Corey Perry. What did you see in Corey Perry in Anaheim? If he was doing that to order fans, you'd be throwing your beer at the TV, you're pissed off, and all of a sudden he's like, geez, that Corey Perry guy. I can kind of get behind this now. Perfectly well-timed little slash, the sticks out of his former teammate's hand. Gibson's like, are you kidding me? Two seconds later, pucks in the back of the net. Great. We need more animosity in the game. Okay? Look at the sports. Look around there. The sp- you don't think the NFL... Look at this. And, and they have maybe some of the most manufactured drama. But drama sells. Whether you like it or not, it sells. And this drama, no one got injured. Okay? This is a clear case of the uh, the bark is much more than the bite. People are going to try to find some super slow motion angle. Oh, look at this. Hey, you know what? He might have been able to decapitate him here. This could have been a serious concussion forever. When there's really no history of that actually being the case. Right, Riley's not Riley didn't even know how to do it hard enough Because it's not who he is But just stop With the over the top On both sides Like Morgan Riley screwed up in his stick placement That's the mistake he made If he cross checks him in the shoulder I'm Probably not even talked about So be smarter Don't do that there But I totally understand his reaction I totally get it Because you know what I'd want my guy to do it too It's just how it is. Like, there's just certain things you don't do, especially in a rivalry game. But at the same time, I don't mind that Greg did it. If he was on my team, I'd be like, I kind of like it. It stirs the pot. Right? You want guys like that. There's part of gamesmanship. They'll always be part of gamesmanship, except for the fun sponges who don't want any of it. They don't want any, oh, my God, there can't be any negative emotion. Oh my goodness, we'd we never want to see any of the players dislike each other. No, because the kids, I, that's always what I hear. Oh, it's the, for the kids. What? What are you talking about? It's for the kid. Give me a break. All right? Most kids, A, might not even have seen it. B, if they see it, they're like, yeah, okay, shouldn't do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go do it. All right, and here's the thing. When you have a U11 team... Or a U13 team? It's just like at home. Are you allowed to swear every now and then? Probably. Are you allowed to have a beer? If your kids see you have a beer, do they go have a beer at 8 or 9? No. No, they don't. I hate that reason. Well, the kids are watching. Please. So, to me, cons. where'd you come on on it?
3: Uh, Similar to you had no issue with Morgan Riley skating over, given a word. Didn't like the placement. I think that's a, a stupid one, because the NHL probably will come down with the suspension. And you're Morgan Riley. You're the best defenseman the the please. You're not helping your team by doing that. Cross-check to the right about the pants might have been good. A slash. Uh, mitt in the face. I, I think that would have accomplished just as much, but for the rivalry, it's good, but these two teams don't meet again for the remainder of the season, which kind of sucks. That was the first thing I was doing, was looking where I can see these two teams go at it. I like it. It's like a Chuck and Cassian. It's going to get that, that rivalry fired up once again. Next time these two teams, two teams meet, unfortunately, won't be till next season. We're going to get the videos of this coming up. We're going to get the feistiness. I like it. I, I think Riley, for his sake, he's got to know he, he shouldn't put himself in that position. Yeah, with like, the drop your stick drop, yeah. your stick. drop stick. Go go, at him, if you slash him, do whatever it is. But when, as soon as that cross check comes up high at the shoulder, at the head, I think you're putting yourself in a bad position. And uh, we'll see how the Leafs do without him, because I, I think he's going to be missing a few games. Yeah, it was just dumb stick placement yeah. by, by Ryan. Yeah, totally, totally. But
1: here's a guy who's – I don't even know. Has he ever looked at his shadow the wrong way? Like, <laughs> no, come on. He's, that's he's, not who he is. He's not – a you know what? But, he, hey, he's deserving of a suspension because you can't cross check a guy in the head. Valid. But – if he's going to end up with the same or more than Brennan Gallagher, come on. I'm so now, totally different. People say, well, they're different plays. What do you mean? One, they're both shots to the head, and one is infinitely more dangerous. They're both shots to the head, one's way more dangerous. How about the Perron play as a comparison? Well, even that Perron went after a guy who was totally not involved in the play. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Perron's probably worse, and he got six games. Right. He went after a guy who wasn't even, Zoob didn't do anything. Riley did it and he looks around. Ridley Greg knows what's coming. He knew it. The minute he, trust me, the minute he's skating, he's like, I'm going to slap it here. He's a little bit of a rat and I don't mind that. I think you need a little bit of ratness on your team if you want to win. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with a lot of text on that. 833 401 1440. It's a Gregor Show, presented by playalberta.ca. This is such a good tune, man. Whoo. Could listen to that bad boy for a long time. Fantastic. Welcome back. Monday edition of the Jason Greger show. If you're a golf fan, you're pretty fired up for Nick Taylor. If you're a cheese fan, I think you would uh, be in pretty good spirits. 49er fans, sorry. That's the uh, that's a tough part. There's always a team that has to lose. That was a very entertaining second half. First half was kind of a dud. It's almost like Usher and crew got the uh, energy in the building, and the, uh, the players came out and played a much better second half. Actually, uh, I like the halftime show. That was pretty good. Leisha Keys, throwing Ludacris. I got a lot of cameos. It was fine. And by the way, did anybody have it? The roller skates? Like, roller skating is just such a, like, it's hard to look smooth and cool on roller skates, but they did. Like, the, I don't even know who the guy was. Obviously, it's one of the backup dancers. So, you know, how he comes on the stage from that straight aisle cons, and he just does a, f- a front flip 360 right to start. I'm like, okay, that guy, he's got some skills. That was a sweet move, so it was uh, it was nice overall. What'd you think?
3: Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, happy to see Ludacris get out there with Lil John, uh, Jermaine Dupree, That was a name I hadn't heard in a while. So good to see him. Alicia Keys, ultra talented. I thought I thought it was enjoyable. I wouldn't put it in the great category, but enjoyable.
1: No, I liked it. To me, it though it's. It's entertaining I thought it was entertaining there was nothing uh, overly negative about it for me. Uh let's get to the uh, oil report now brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com uh, recently uh, won their 13th Excellence Award in overall sales and customer service so you get great deals but uh, more importantly you get even better customer service not just on the day of the sale but afterwards which is key and that's why pe- people keep coming back to Volvo Cars Edmonton.com Host of the uh, morning show here on Sports 1440, Kevin Carius, joins us. KK, how you doing?
4: Good, Greg. It's good to be on. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, hey, no problem. Um, uh, hey, we got to. We do it. We were touching on the Super Bowl, and you know, there's some prop bets going on, and lots of other things. Also, uh you know, you were celebrating uh, kind of the uh, culmination of the perfect season in uh, in fantasy football to uh, go wire to wire without a victory. Probably yep. something that will never happen again. Um, I, I saw you had pitchers with the trophy it was a pretty big moment.
4: Well you're you're very familiar with that trophy though, aren't you?
1: Uh only once though, only once. Yeah. yeah no, but but by the way, I didn't I, I won like 8 games that year. <laughs> okay.
4: Uh yes, I was old and 19, very well documented, very <laughs> well documented on the uh, 1440 airwaves but um and I did I did pound back a few of the eight required shots that I have, yes. to, have to do by well it'll be next year's draft so mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a head start there.
1: Yeah, I know that's good. Uh why didn't you well we'll get to the orders in a second but uh yeah. what stood out for you in the Super Bowl?
4: You know, I thought it was an, uh, missed opportunities for the Niners. I, as much as 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 well as Kansas City played, I think there was a lot of opportunities that the Niners are going to go man, we should have had more of a lead at halftime for one thing. Mm -hmm. 10-3 at halftime. So they could have had a bit more of a cushion at that point. Then they got away from running the ball at the start of the second half, which didn't make a lot of sense. But um, for me, I think just Pat Mahomes. It's just Patrick Mahomes being one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history and he just finds a way to win and you know, he had a couple of big runs, and you know, that led to keeping drives alive, and that led to get the, getting getting uh, uh, the the uh, Chiefs into field position for scoring. But uh, for me, it's just uh, I think the, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of how I'll I'll look at that one in in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, he you know when he made the plays when mattered, there's no question about it, and he he didn't make any like I know he threw the one pick in the in the third quarter. I think that's like his first interception in the last seven playoff games and you know kelsey comes up he was doing nothing in the uh, in the first half and then really kind of took over in in the second half and i thought the chiefs defense to like in the nfl it is rare that a team goes three series of three and out Mm consecutively and that to me that was kind of the difference because then 49ers defense looked a little fatigued because they had been on the field too much
4: and kyle shanahan again this is we talked about it this morning You know he blew another ten-point lead. You know, and this is he did it as an OC when he was in Atlanta, and he blew it another one yesterday with a chance to win a Super Bowl. And he has really come under the gun. I think today a lot of critics really not too happy with a lot of his decision making, and I, I think he could be. On the hot seat in San Fran. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens there. Hmm,
1: interesting. Uh, to the orders, uh, we are going to see uh, some uh, a lineup change. Sam Gagne will return to the lineup. Uh, Matthias Janmark, who doesn't have a goal in 27 games, will uh, come out. Uh, Ryan McLeod's going to take his spot. He'll move up and uh, kill penalties with, with Connor Brown. Uh, and they went back to their deep airs Nurse and CeCe, Echo and Bouchard, uh, Deharnay. And, uh, and Kulak and, and right now the orders it's strange to say that they just they need more consistent scoring like they just got to finish they create lots they just can't finish
4: I think that that comes with uh, ebbs and flows of the season uh, if the chances weren't getting weren't there then there would be a concern but if you look back to the LA game just think if Corey Perry has that opportunity and and it's a it's a decent pad saved by David Riddick but Perry's got to elevate that more. He knows that. And you can see by the look on his face, the frustration. So I think it's a matter of if the chances aren't there, then it's more of a concern. But I agree with you in the sense that they have to be able to finish because the opportunities are there. So if you can convert on those chances, that's going to be keys for success for the orders moving forward. The uh, Corey Perry dry subtle Kane line was
1: the best line of the weekend. Really wasn't close, uh, I don't think. And you know it's interesting. You know Corey Perry and Kane talked about just how you know he he plays kind of a similar style. That they were really good down low on the cycle Mm -hmm. against both the Ducks and the and the L.A. Kings.
4: Well, the other thing, too, they're opening a little more room, I think, for Leon on that line. So Greisaitl has the ability to get into those those spaces where maybe if he's playing with someone else, like a, maybe a, a Fogle or something like that, it's not created a, as much as it is with two guys like that, as in Perry and Kane. We know that Perry's basically, you know, he's not as quick as he once was, but he can still get into those areas. I I, I think he's there's more for, from Perry in the sense that he can be even a little bit nastier in 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 the greasy areas, I and I think he'd agree with that too. So I think there's a little more for him to give, and once that happens, that could be just a dynamite GG line.
1: Yeah, well, it's you know, it's it's a heavy line. that's obviously a very skilled line. Uh, there's there's no question uh, about that. And um, I, uh, I I kind of I'm intrigued to see how long. I guess the question is though, like, do you think Corey Perry can be like the second line answer long term?
4: I don't think it's a long-term, but, I mean, any time you have the ability to have options, and I think, again, we talked about that this morning with the defense pairings and the ability that Chris Knobloch has with certain players moving in and out and up and down, it gives him options to decide exactly uh, what kind of look he can give a certain team on a, a certain night. So I don't think it's it's a totally long-term uh, um, option right now, but I think it, it gives... Him some time and gives him some looks that he might not have had otherwise. Obviously, if he if he were not here,
1: no. Yeah. Um, you look at like Sam Gagne, All he's done when he's in there has find a way to produce offense. There's uh there's there's no doubt about that. And some would say it's probably long overdue that he gets in. But you know, Matthias Janmark doesn't have a goal in 27 games. And yeah, okay, he's a penalty killer. But at some point, you can't say that the the buck 45 of penalty kill time is worth that much lack of offense.
4: <laughs> basically don't you think it was almost like a base of basically a coin flip to who was coming out either connor brown or matias Janmark? you know you could say you could give the argument for brown coming out and you can give the argument for Janmark to come out but i think again sam guy has got five goals in 22 games he's got he, in limited limited minutes so he is creating some offense. He's had some luck on some goals. Yes. But, and and again, guys love him. He's, he's one of the ultimate teammates on this team. Guys love him when he's in there. So again, I I look at, this is a situation where he's been sitting for a long time. The, The team has only got one win in the last two games. So why not make a little bit of a change? And it, it probably, now it, it opens up, it'll open up Brown's eyes. Yadmark's not going to stay out of the lineup for an extended period of time. It's opened up his eyes. So that's, that's a key part too, because sometimes there's complacency on fourth line players. Can't have that. And this is just a, a, a situation where Sam coming in, maybe opens up some eyes, in particular Brown, in particular Yadmark.
1: Yeah, well, even some other guys. Like you think about it, the orders in, in their last twelve games they only have nine skaters who have scored a goal five on five. Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a five on five goal in twelve games, and he's playing on your top line, right? Like Nugent Hopkins needs to get going here offensively. Like mm-hmm. he needs to, he needs to start finishing some plays.
4: And I think another guy too that really starts needs to finishes. And even though he's been hurt, is Dylan Holloway. He he needs to find a way to take his game to another level here. Um, but I agree, uh, Nugent Hopkins has to get. Uh, it's funny, it, w- when Nugent Hopkins was moving back and forth between Dreisaitl's wing and Connor McDavid's wing, it seemed that that line, wherever he was, was having more success. And what, for whatever reason it was. But I agree, Nugent Hopkins has to start contributing a lot more offensively, not just on the power play.
1: Bird, what do you think of, um, what were your thoughts, I didn't catch it this morning, on uh, the uh, the Greg Riley situation?
4: <laughs> I was fine with everything. Um, to the extent of where I wish that he wouldn't have probably uh, the stick wouldn't have got up to the head, but I didn't have a problem with Ridley taking the slap shot. I had no problem with Riley going after him. Uh, if you kind of if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler kind of thing. But just, I wish he would have just hammered him down low something you know just on the arm or whatever, and then he, he probably wouldn't even you know, we probably got a five minute penalty or something like that, and there would have been maybe a little mini brawl or something like that. But I had no problem with the whole thing, and for everyone to say that uh, that uh, Greg was, you know, not looking that it was coming at oh, him. he knew that was coming, hundred percent. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, I, I was fine. I, I, that's just that's hockey. That's I, I, I'm kind of old school, you know that. So that that happened lots of times where, and not to the extent where it was a, a, a open net slap shot, but you know, there's if you if you rile the other team up and you are showing some disrespect, you have to. Expect some uh, a repercussion. That's what happened. Unfortunately for, for the Leafs and for for Morgan Riley, I mean, he's going to be out a number of games now just because he wasn't smart how he went after him. Now, w- that's all.
1: What what he should have done is taken his stick over his head, come down, and tomahawk <laughs> chop, slashed Greg on the arms... Because that's only gets you one game in the playoffs, so might have got him yes. nothing in the regular season, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the yeah. fact, like the, the only thing I didn't like about it was the cross check placement, but also Greg went down like he shot, and um, so which is a rat play to move, and and, and he's a rat. I say that in complimentary mm-hmm. way. It's good to have a rat on your team, but yeah. I, I'm kind of flabbergasted that Riley's going to get as many, if not more, games than Brennan Gallagher on uh, for contact to the head, and one, they're not even remotely the same.
4: I take the differences that had happened after the fact like you know that's in that's in a play this is at the end of a play at the end of a game in a 5-3 game kind of went after him so that's the only thing there but i mean look at the look at the David Perron thing you know, and look what he got. So, if that's the comparable here, yeah.
1: But Braun also went after an innocent guy. Didn't even know it was coming. He didn't do anything.
4: <laughs> yeah, fair. yeah. <laughs> but he thought it was the guy. Yeah.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 uh A little, uh, a little, uh, not, not <laughs> the best. Uh, last yeah. one. Are you at all concerned about the orders offense? Or do You just think it's a matter of eventually the girls will start going in because they create enough.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's just again you're going to have periods of time in the season where there's certain ebbs and flows where. Uh, you, you're just not scoring at the rate you would like. It's just the same thing defensively. Sometimes the, the odd puck or two goes in more so than you'd like it. But uh, it's just a certain time of the season, I think. And again, you're coming off 16 wins, and a lot of those games were, you know, two, three goals as well. So I think it's just a certain time of the season where, you know, depending on the opponent. Who knows? You could see maybe three, four, five goals tomorrow, and everyone will go up and just back to normal kind of thing.
1: Well, well Alex Lyon and the Red Wings, they come in pretty hot. So 10-2-2 uh, yeah. two two in their last 14. Well. Should be, uh, should be well. a good They're one.
4: They're tied with the Leafs right now.
1: Yep. Yep, they are. d Bird, have a good one, my man. We'll chat with you again soon. All right, Greg. start to you soon. Thanks, man. There you go. That's uh, Kevin Karius, host of the Kevin Carry Show here on Sports Fourteen. 1440. Uh, what are your thoughts on well, what was your biggest story? They got the Nick Taylor, the Super Bowl. You have the uh, the Riley Gregg situation. And uh, the Oilers' inability to finish. And it's really, if you look at it all season long, it was here, they create a ton. And they create way more than they're getting from, from actual finishing. It's 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 quite stunning, to be honest. Like They should have more goals. And that's why, you know what, maybe you look and say... Like the orders expected goals for, um, at natural static are 124 at five on five. The next highest in the league is Carolina and Florida at 116. The orders have 102 goals. So look at Carolina. Carolina is supposed to have 116, they have 103. The orders are supposed to have 124, they have 102. I think that's, it's, it's being a little surprising. You know, in, in a lot of ways, like, you know, there's teams like Vancouver's the other side. Their they're expected the goals is 107. They have 129. And right, so you're going to have it good and bad, but Edmonton's creating lots, but they're not finishing. Now, some of their guys are never going to finish at a high rate. That's just who they are as players. But the one thing I would look at is like from some individuals for the orders, as good as their top line has been. McDavid and Nugent Hopkins specifically could be finishing more. And like we saw Connor McDavid score 64 goals last year. Now Nugent Hopkins has never been a big time, uh, uh, point producer um, uh, five on five. So, you know, we'll see, but I look at McDavid and I just, he hasn't got on track yet finishing. He's had stretches, but like he was last year, so to me, there's still a big reason why you think Connor McDavid could go on like a Connor McDavid month. Like it's coming up to March, and remember, March is his most productive month historically, by by quite a ways. That's the good news. But the team as a whole, they're creating lots, they're just not finishing. So they can start finishing a few more, it'll make life much easier, especially early in games. Their first periods have been meh lately, not nearly as intense enough. They need to be better early on in the games. 244, quick break. Uh, We'll come back with the two minute morning and more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 249, welcome back. Monday afternoon. How are you? Hey, guys, my favorite part of the uh, Riley situation is Toronto's decor just got that much more pathetic without him after his temper tantrum. Classic laughs. That one comes from uh, Spaghetti. Hey, boys, the puck doesn't die with Gagne. That's the difference. Brown and Holloway can learn something. That one comes from Mike. Well, I'm not going to jump on the Holloway train just yet. Justin Holloway's a young player's come in. And you know what? He's he's got <laughs> he's got two goals this year already. He's got more than Yanmark and Brown. I'm not putting Holloway in the conversation of uh, Jan and Brown. Uh.
2: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Retail23. Shopify.com slash Retail23. Uh,
1: not yet by, uh, by, any, uh, by any stretch. Hey, Greg, you say, there's not enough emotion. Agree? But then you say there are things you don't do. You don't want me to slam into my internet? Stop me. Well, no, Chris, I never said he couldn't do that. I said I had no problem with what he did, but when you do that, you know what's coming. That's all. If you make that choice, you live with the consequences. There's consequences to our actions. I had no problem with him doing it. I thought it was great because I knew it was going to fire people up. I know problem. Greg could do that every game if he wants. When it's against your biggest rival, it's if he that now, if he did that against the Anaheim ducks with the response of being the same, maybe. But I think it's a little bit less likely. Still might happen, right? If Raktel Gudis is on the ice, for sure it's happening. Although he's probably not on the ice uh, when they're trying to tie the game. So uh, we'll see. I don't. Uh, but I had no issue with it, him doing it. I had an issue with him flopping when he got uh, the contact from Riley. That was probably my bigger issue. That's the only thing I didn't like about Greg Zach. I don't like divers, and and that goes back for years on the show. I hate diving. I think it's terrible. And right now, like Tim Stutzel. In Ottawa, good player, but come on. He's making Peter Forsberg look like a stand up guy. So, not a deal. And Riley, I know a problem with him going after him, but you got to be smarter with your stick. But it's stunning to me that Alex Petrangelo in a playoff game can try to break someone's arm. And make no mistake, when you're coming over your head like that, slash, that's not a little love tap. You have clear intentions. You heard other players, of Andrew Kane say to other guys like, I don't think Riley was trying to hit him in the head. Slides up on the shoulders, bad placement. But when you're bringing the over your, and you're coming down as a chop right on a guy's hands, you know exactly what you're trying to do. And that got one game in the playoffs. This is going to get five, maybe more. It's just a little odd to me, that's all, but they're all worried about, it's funny, the, wow, geez, we're worried how the game looks. Well, except in the playoffs. right? Stop worrying about it, because I don't believe that, you, that the vast majority of your diehard fans are that upset about it. That's the thing. So who? what are you worried about? The vocal minority is like, whoa, I'm not going to watch hockey because it's too dirty. Good, don't watch it. Don't watch it. You're probably not watching anyway. And if you are, boo-hoo. Like, stop changing because somebody who isn't your core base gets that upset. I've never understood it. Let's get to the two-minute warning with Cam Tate, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca.
0: Hey there, Big J, did you lose or grow any hair on the Big Super Bowl, if you need a barber? I'll call my guy, oopsies, missed it. Brian here reading this version of the Bingo Jackpot Extra Ganza Special, written by the official marshal of the Super Bowl parade, what's his name? Cam Tate. And today, a few thoughts AM'd observations from the weekend. Great Super Bowl there. Yesterday, down in Las Vegas, I was expecting more points on the board. Speaking of points, I don't think that guy Travis Kelsey got any brony points for his singing during the post-game festivities. Sounded like a walrus in heat, for what it's worth. I think Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes will need better than Tom Brady when he hangs him up. In a television interview, Kansas City coach Andy Reid says he hasn't had the feeling that feeling he should retire. As a student of coaches, I hope he doesn't get that feeling for a few more yatters. I like seeing a genius at work. See, do, you know? That's why... "'I'm on the Jason Greger Show. "'The Oilers, how about those sweathearts? "'For nothing, Saturday night in the city of Angeles. Uh, "'But let's not get all fussy, wussy here, "'and worry ourselves into a tizzy "'and demand an independent review of everything, "'including how the water bottles are washed, "'and, in fact, if water is actually used. "'Relax there, Grandpa. we all have off days at work, don't we? "'The key is not laying the bad days "'become cover your ears a habit.' I don't think Connor's crew will. And speaking of number 97, uh, he threw a water bottle and broke a stick over the weekend. A little uncharacteristic. Let's keep an eye on it and would love to hear what you think of what we do and how we do it. Email camtate58 at com. The two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Every Monday and Friday on The Jason Greger Show, Sporees 1440.
1: Hey, Gregor, I don't understand how you can justify what Riley did. It's a BS move after the whistle. Deserves eight to ten games. Stop trying to compare the slash and dry settle. We all know that was a crap suspension. From uh Mike. Well, first of all, Mike, maybe listen closer, my man. As I've said, I don't know how many times I can say it, I didn't like Riley's stick placement. He's allowed to go after. Ridley, Greg. At that point, I have no problem with him. Just don't cross check him in the head. But it wasn't even that hard of a cross check. Let's make call a spade a spade here. Eight to ten games over that. Give me a break. Brendan Gallagher just got five games for blatantly taking his elbow to the face of a guy, and mean forcing him to miss games. Okay, don't. If you want to talk comparisons, that's a headshot. Both headshots. The one that ha- causes way more damage is getting five games in this one, because it happened after the whistle. Who cares? Lots of stuff happens after the whistle. Pretty much every scrum happens after the whistle. So, let's be clear. This is one where uh, there's the the imagine the amount of full outrage over this being dangerous is comical to me. Comical. Hey guys, what are the chances the orders put Yanmark uh, on waivers in hopes just to free up some cap space? Um, well, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Um, I don't think so. Right, like they've been playing him every game. No, he hasn't scored in twenty-seven. The, the one, the one stat though that I uncovered last week about Yanmark uh, is he has the highest minor penalty per minute rate on the orders. So it actually takes a lot of... The guy doesn't take a ton of... Doesn't get a ton of ice time. But the amount of times he's on the ice, he takes more minor penalties than any player on the team. Everybody can remember the penalty he took against Vegas in the playoffs last year. Not smart. So that's a concern. Do I think Mark would get claimed on waivers? Now that's a good question. Well, the way he's playing now, I'd probably be surprised. So... I, but I don't think the orders are just going to, you know, just give them away. You, you know what? Maybe you throw them in on a deal to make the, the cap space work. I could see that for sure. And the team's just taking them because they're like, okay, we need a player. But I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to roll the guy out every day in their lineup and then, you know, healthy scratch him and then he's on waivers because who who they call up? Right? Like they don't have anybody in the minors who's a left winger. You're like, okay, this is an obvious upgrade. So, Hey, boys, slow clap on the Forsberg reference. My buddy and I used to lose it when in one moment he's holding off Jason Smith with one arm and the next Marc-Andre Bergeron breeze on and Peter looks like he was stabbed with a machete. From PP. It's true. <laughs> Peter Forsberg, man, when he wanted to, you couldn't take him down. You could have a guy like three guys trying to carry him and he's just like, no, all my balance is here. Then two shifts later he comes in the corner, some guy gives him like, you know, a, a pinky, touches him, down shot. And the refs fell for it. That's probably what made it even worse. Oh man. Hey guys, I hope someone does a Michigan against the uh, Toronto next time there's an empty net. From Dr. Richard. Oh, well, I guess if you came from behind the net, why not? It would be really cocky if you skated down the ice, went around the net, think you had time to then put it in. That would be uh, bold, but would probably garner the same type of response. But let's make no mistake here. Don't think this is just a Toronto thing. If you think that somebody on Vegas or L.A. came down and fired a clapper into the emptying out of the orders that and Darnell nurse at home. Well, I guess Bouchard would be on the ice. Wouldn't at least do something. I'd be surprised. Trust me. That's how players are going to react at the NHL level. Okay. The NHL is not minor sports. Okay. It's not, you don't get paid. You actually pay to have your kid play. Right. It's totally different. This is their job. It's highly emotional. And how they react is going to be different than how we have minor hockey react. It's the whole, well, don't do it. Okay, well, then you be the perfect parent out there and never make a spur of the moment wrong decision or say something to your kid because, oh, well, what lessons are you teaching your kid? And you're around them 24-7. The worst thing I hear is, well, the kids are going to do that. Really? Do you remember in the 80s when it was Brawlorama in the NHL? Was it Brawlorama and then Mighty Might, Pee Wee, Adam, Bantam? Was it? It was not. So please stop with the, well, the kids are watching stuff. Okay? The kids were watching the 80s. And you know what they were watching? They wanted to be Gretzky. And they wanted to be Bossy. And they wanted to be Lemieux. Okay, you might have had zero point zero zero one percent who wanted to be Chris Nyland, right? Guy could score twenty goals and fight like a madman, right? Yeah, probably lots more who want to be Mark Messier, goal scorer, physical fighter, right? But you didn't have people say, "Oh, let's blind brawl." So I, I don't buy that argument ever because I don't. I never saw the actual in eras where we had lots of cheap shots and different things like that, it did not lead to a mass amount of cheap shots at minor hockey league young kid levels. It never did. Okay? And because you played one game in your life where it happened, this used to happen on a nightly basis in the NHL. It was a very different time. Complete. I don't think there's one kid out there who thinks suddenly now, now what happened, you'll probably have more kids Try to be Ridley Gregg, then you will see kids be Morgan Riley. That's just a fact. Why? Because everybody wants to score goals. It's just how it is. That's how it should be. Scoring goals is fun. Who doesn't want to score? Unless you're a goalie. It's good. Oh, by the way, Connor Hallie birthday today. February 12th, young Thomas Connor Halley. It's his birthday. Feel free to uh, send in a fun out. Remember, our new text line uh, accepts gifts. Or is it GIFs? I think it's GIFs. Okay. Feel free to uh, send him any here or on Twitter at Connor Halley. Any that are Charger Sucky related, even better. 833 401. 1440. Let's get to the birthday boy and a sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEeng.com.
2: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person from payments to inventory. Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Retail23. Shopify.com slash Retail23.